I'm Ben, and as always, I'm joined by Mike. Hello. And Claire. Hey. Today we're going to discuss some cursed movies. You know, stuff went wrong. Usually they're sinister movies in the first mm. place. Is it a connection? Mm. Who can say? We'll find out. First of all, welcome back some new and returning listeners, and then we'll do a bit of weird news before we crack on with the main cut and thrust of today's topic. So let's have a look at the chart. Grand Rapids in Michigan, Nuremberg, Germany. Brussels, Belgium, Phoenix, Arizona, West Sacramento, California, Delhi in India, Indore in India, Madrid, Spain, Las Vegas, Nevada. Hey. Just a minute, Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. Mari Kina City in the Philippines, Tel Aviv in Israel, Troy, Michigan, Dalton, Georgia. Yep. Fantastic. Mountain View, California. Um, there's somewhere in Romania, but I can't pronounce that. <laughs> Bengaluru in India, Houston, Texas, Porterville, Missouri, Benton, Arizona, Round Rock, Texas, Fond du Lac in, I'm guessing WI is Wisconsin, yeah. uh, Southampton, United Kingdom, Telford, United Kingdom, Guadalajara, Spain, and back to top is Shady Nasty. Hey. Hey. Welcome back, Shady Nasty. Yeah, message us, Shady Nasty. Back to the top. Yeah, I was hanging. <laughs> I'll do an exchange with you. What, we go over there, yeah. and they come over to Mike's flat. You <laughs> get the fucking bum raw deal there. <laughs> as long as he's not getting bummed, I'm sure. Uh, health is not that bad. What <laughs> do you mean? We had a drive-by the other day. Oh, my God. I know, I read about that. Yeah, well, apparently I live five doors away from me niece. She just moved into Lightmore. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, it's, it was like a rap shooting as well. Yeah. I think, anyway, the, the guy who got shot was some rapper who'd come up from London, possibly after killing somebody, and then this, this guy's family hunted him down and had him shot. Come to Telford! Come to Telford! <laughs> <laughs> and of course, then we had the murder in June. Yeah, and the paedophile scandals. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's, it's all right, apart from that. Why is teenage pregnancy? Tell us a bit, though, about, about, you know, New York, innit? Well, yeah, true. Alright then, so let's have a look at some weird news. Let's get the boys' views on this week's weird news. Returning weird news guest, hmm? Phil and Holly, because she always seems to be on the Phil and Holly thing in the morning. That he, what's he called? Good Morning Britain? Yeah. Something like that, I don't watch it. Um, this morning, I think. This morning. Phil and Holly giggle as guest calls off ghost wedding because the groom did drugs. Ghost groom. Right. Yeah. Uh, this morning hosts, Philip Schofield and Holly Willoughby, try not to giggle as guest Amethyst. This is Amethyst Realm. Do you remember oh, her? Yeah. yeah. She, this woman thinks that she's been having sex with ghosts and she's she was engaged to this ghost, but the wedding has never been called off. I'm not sure she's in this realm. <laughs> <laughs> She called off her marriage 
to a ghost. Heartbroken, Amethyst explained that her ghoulish groom, Ray, had fallen in with a bad crowd um, during their holiday to Thailand. Uh, he's banging ghost fucking, what you call it? Ghost ladyboys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she said that he had begun partying, taking drugs and vanishing for days on end <laughs> and she could no longer stand it. Amethyst, who says she has sex with Ray, called off the wedding and did a sage cleanse so Ray could not return. She also said ghosts must adhere to social distancing uh, too oh, because they can get ill from COVID-19 even if they cannot fuck die off, from can it. They? <laughs> fuck off, can they? Fuck off, can they? I bet Holly and Phil were in stitches. Yes. <laughs> I'd imagine they were. You know, Philip Schofield's recently come out as gay. Mm-hmm. Was anyone actually surprised? No, I don't really No, know. I always thought he was anyway. Yeah. Not surprised, not bothered, whatever. No. If he wants to, wants to do that. Who am I to stop him? Just, you know, it wasn't a surprise, is what no. I this said, I think he started doing drugs and partying a bit too much. We should be away for days at a time, and then there'll be crashing and banging and strange noises. Um, <laughs> Alice, though, is that possible? How does a ghost do drugs? Is he partying in the spirit world or in the real world? And Amethyst said that, uh, I think both, judging by how he would disappear for a while and then turn up at mine. Uh. She said other ghostly presences bothered her, leaving strange smells and moving things, and she knew it was Ray's inappropriate friends. Uh. <laughs> it's like a ghost orgy going on in a hotel room. Yeah. I tried to talk to him. I gave him one chance after another, and he just didn't change. So eventually I ended up placing black tourmaline around the house, which keeps spirits away. I did a sage-cleansing incantation. I had to get rid of him as you would any other spirit. Right. right. Yeah, she admitted she missed him. Uh, apparently his family have been in touch and they're sad about the way he's behaving. <laughs> his live family or his ghost family? I don't know, just his family. That's about it, really. She is clearly mad. Ray, the ghost, has obviously been... I think it's a bit much to just... I mean, she's just literally, pardon the pun, ghosted him. Yeah. You know, she hasn't... She's not like, I'll give you a chance, give you a chance, give you a chance. You know what, fuck it. And then she's basically exercised him. Well, we'll put sage, weed some sage around that. An ex-missus used to do that. She was a pagan, believe all that spirituality crap. Hmm. Yeah, I used to wave sage around. I'm like, you do realise that that smells suspiciously like marijuana, don't you? <laughs> you know, are you sure you're just not high and hearing things? But I can't get over the fact she said ghosts get COVID and <laughs> social distance. <laughs> oh, well. What a load of shit. I'd, you'd have to ask her if she, you know, if she needs help. Mm. I, don't, I know because she seems to think it's all real. I mean, she's had dozens of ghost partners, and she's, she thinks she can get pregnant from a ghost. Whoa! You know, she's clearly not phantom well, pregnancy. Phantom pregnancies. Mm. <laughs> Taking the name literally. The girl clearly needs some help, yeah. but she is called. She does call herself Amethyst Realm, which, let's face it, just screams lunatic to me. Oh yeah. <laughs> if you are a ghost and you're listening, you know, be sure to social distance. Nah. <laughs> I think that's pretty much it for that one. This lunatic will no doubt appear in our news feed again at some point. I fucking hope not. Oh yes, you will. You know it. Dead man placed in freezer by Indian family wakes up 20 hours later. <sighs> fucking hell. <laughs> Indian police have rescued a 74-year-old man from a freezer where he was kept by his brother after his family presumed that he had died. 
Balasubramanian Kumar was critically ill and bedridden in his village of Kandhampati in Tamil Nadu. Are you regretting picking this one, yeah. When his family noticed he had stopped moving on Monday afternoon. Assuming he had passed away, the family called for a freezer box to be delivered so they could keep the body for the performance of last rites. Yet when an employee of the freezer box company came to pick it up the next day, he noticed that the body was showing signs of movement. <laughs> well, so he's like, oh, that dude's breathing. You'd be able to see the breath in the cold air. Yeah. It depends if it's, it might just be shallow breathing, there might not be a lot coming out. Well, you could just stick a mirror next to his mouth, that usually works. Yeah. The family was called and when they checked they realised Mr Kumar was still breathing, at which point they called for help. Local media reports indicate the man was kept in the freezer for around 20 hours. <laughs> Maybe putting, putting like, someone who's just passed straight away into a freezer cures them of death. Maybe it's an immortality cure we're missing out on. <laughs> Has anyone thought to check this? Mike, get in the freezer. <laughs> <laughs> Just to take over the podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's mental, isn't it? It is a bit mad. He's been taken to the local hospital and well, I'm glad about that. treatment. I've been glad. I'm glad he's finally gone to a hospital. <laughs> His family seemed a bit, uh, you know, quick, quick to get rid of him, didn't they? Oh, he's dead. Get him <laughs> in the freezer. <laughs> Wrapped in the foil blankets, wasn't he? Oh, Warm him up. <laughs> it's shocking to be that. It's just like, what, you didn't think to consult a doctor? Just put him straight in the freezer, fuck just it. Straight, no, throw him in the freezer. Get in the freezer, Kumar. Alright, what's the next one then? China may be arming its soldiers with medieval halberds to fight India. That's amazing. So, forget tanks and jet fighters, Chinese soldiers may have found a new weapon to battle the Indian army. Med Medieval-styled... Am I saying that right? Halbeards. 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 Yeah, halbeard, halbeard. Yeah, it's basically a big, long pole with a curved blade at the top, isn't it? It's like an axe and a spear mm. hybrid. It's got a big axe blade and it's also got a spiky bit on the top. Mm. It could probably take you from head to crotch in one go if you Ooh. used it right. Crikey. That, well... And you had no armour on. Yeah. So, photos have surfaced that show the Chinese troops in Tibet carrying the, the pole arms. Chinese soldiers in modern battle gear, including body armour and helmets. They're seen holding long sticks topped with the curved blades that resemble sort of machetes and they can go through wood like no... Yes. So, presumably, the, the weapons are meant to be used against the Indian soldiers with whom China has fought recent border clashes. It's That's pretty metal, though, isn't it? Yeah. Well, what have the other ones got? Well, is, it, is it a fair fight? They've got <laughs> nail-studded clubs. Wow. It's, it's well primeval, isn't and it? other improvised edge weapons. In the hands of the Chinese, the Guandao is a Chinese edge weapon similar to a glaive or halberd, consisting of a long shaft with a warhead in the form of a wide curved blade and weighing in the range of 2 to 5 kilograms, 4 to 11 pounds. Cool. Wow. Yeah. This is a border dispute, but they, they bang guns. Okay. So yeah, just using improvised weapons and having like medieval scraps with each That's other. That's pretty cool, though, <laughs> <laughs> They're, they're still fighting over the border then? Yeah, it's still a border dispute, so they're both on the border. And now and again, they both attack each other's border. 
<laughs> with improvised weapons, halberds and nailed claw nails and clubs. And just have a scrap. <laughs> I, I like to think the Indians have got them curved tulwar blades and they're pretty cool. Yeah. You got some like Indian guy doing some yeah. weird sword dance with it. Get the Gurkhas in there. Oof. Living the dream. <laughs> yeah, so it's Tibet, that's is that anywhere near Nepal? Yeah. Nepal's the Himalayas, isn't it? I don't know, either way, that'd be get the Gurkhas in, they'd love that. Yeah, they signed a treaty saying neither side shall open fire or hunt with guns or explosives within two kilometres, 1.3 miles of the line. Oh yeah, it is including the Himalayas, so yeah. Well, oh yeah, 20, India lost 20 soldiers in hand-to-hand -hand battles. Cool. China may have lost dozens. Wow. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's ace. Well, it's not ace, it's terrible, but... Yeah. Terrible, terrible. But, you know... <laughs> if we were a fly on the wall, <laughs> it might not I, be too bad. <laughs> I wouldn't mind, you know, watching. <laughs> for a safe distance. Drone footage. Drone footage. Drone footage. Yeah. Why is there no drone footage of this? I was just thinking that. Yeah. I want to, I'm going to Google, I'm going to YouTube it after, see if there's any footage of it. I think there was, I'm sure I saw something. I don't know, maybe not. But, yeah. Well, I like it. Chinese are always willing to have a go, aren't they? Plucky, so they are. Mm. Plucky Chinese. I mean, it's better than them shooting each other. Yeah, and then that escalating to nuclear war. Yeah, yeah, but, you know. It is a bit more fair game, though, isn't it? The strongest wings. That's true. Yeah. There's a lot of Chinese, though, isn't there? <laughs> a lot of Indians. Yeah. Oh, they all might have settled it. <laughs> Fight! <laughs> Interesting how this stuff always comes back into fashion, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. God, we're good at making stuff that kills other people. Oh yeah. That's probably what would save us in an alien invasion. Yeah. The fact that we're really good at killing stuff as a species. Yeah. We have mastered it. It's, you know, what can you do? Alright then, should we go on to cursed movies? Yeah. yeah. The Conjuring. Lots of horror films claim to be cursed. Yeah. Now, this was to do with Ed and Lorraine Warren. The right. Oh, yeah. Who Psychics. are claimed to be psychic, ghost hunters, exorcists, actually con artists. Right. A lot of stuff from their case files, though, has been made into films. Annabelle might be coming up later. Mm -hmm. Creepy doll, yeah. that's actually in their museum. Oh, right. It says, like, it's in a glass box that says, Never ever remove from case, and you're like, why don't you just fucking burn the damn thing then? <laughs> you know? Apparently, though, that the conjuring curse was, was really serious. The, uh, the stars were getting the telephone calls cut off or in the middle of talking. Oh no. And uh, the director, James Wan's dog, barked at nothing at one point. <laughs> Apparently, the star, though, uh, Vera Farmiga, opened her laptop one day and found five claw marks across the computer screen. Okay, that's creepy. Um, because something to do with this film is like claws. Uh, I don't think I've seen it. I haven't seen it. She could have left her cat on mm. in the trailer, maybe. The events were uh, so scary that the crew hired an on-set exorcist for the sequel, which probably had nothing to do with marketing. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the country is not winning me over. That was nothing, what is it? It's just a few phone calls went dead, a dog barked, and a, a mark on a computer screen. That's Dogs it. are very spiritual, Mike, they yeah. can see shit that's not there. 
Sure they can. I think they're all on edge because they're, you know, because of the, 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 the movie, isn't it? A horror film, they're trying well, to, yeah. you know. It's allegedly based on a true story. Mm. So I suppose it'd be like, ooh. And if something happens while it's on set, it's hype for the, you know, for the, the selling the movie, of isn't it? it is, yeah. Yeah. Oh, this happened. Mm. All right. So from evil to the passion of the Christ, or which is still kind of evil. <laughs> <laughs> um, so cursed movies are often associated with the devil, but the passion of the Christ seems to invoke God's anger. Or certainly something that used one of God's signature moves. That's because Jim Caviezel and assistant director Jan Michelini were struck by lightning during the filming of the Sermon on the Mount. Oh, that's a bitch. And for Michelini, it was actually the second time he'd been struck by lightning <laughs> during production. <laughs> I guess it does strike twice. Yeah. <laughs> At least Mel Gibson made it off the set without accruing any bad luck. His career was just fine after that film was released. <laughs> Claire? No. I've seen that one. Passion the Christ. I just don't do biblical films unless it's Ben Hur. Mm. What's the one he did about the Aborigines? Oh, that was. No, it wasn't Aborigines. It was bloody Mayans, wasn't it? Apocalypto was it? or something Apocalypto. like that. That was quite good. I loved that. That was brilliant. Yeah. I did like that. That was raw. Mm. Were they doing the old human sacrifice? Heart mm. out and all that? No, it was just, you know. They're chopping the heads off. I don't know. I just, you know, I think there was a lot. Of, there was a lot mm. of fighting, and I was just like, oh, oh, your handmade like um, weapons and stuff. And oh, all right. They used to have them wooden stick club things, didn't they, with like sharp teeth or a bit obsidian in the around them, so they would like yeah. cut you as well as hit you really hard, like a big paddle. Because yeah. they didn't have steel, did they? No, of course not. And then when the Europeans rocked up, the Spanish rocked up. We got boomsticks. Yeah, and they got even something even more deadlier. Oh, smallpox. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah. didn't help matters. And the flu. The flu. I imagine that would have killed a lot of them. Yeah. The best of it is, though, like the Aztecs and that, they had like shit tons of gold, which the Europeans are like, oh my god, you something about fucking gold they've got. But the Aztecs just used it for art. They didn't see any value to it. Yeah. So it's like, oh, you want some of this stuff? Yeah, we've got tons of that, innit? <laughs> Take as much as you want. Just yeah. don't kill us. And so they did. <laughs> and then they decided to kill them all anyway. Because that system puts the value on that gold, doesn't it? Yeah. It is quite rare to an extent. I think all the gold ever discovered could fit into four Olympic-sized swimming pools. I think it might be just be one. Is it one? One Olympic-sized swimming yeah, pool, all the gold one. that's ever been mined. Really? Yeah. yeah. That can't be right. Yeah. Something like that. Because when they, you know, it must have seen like Aussie Gold Hunters on, on a Quest, I've seen that before. Mm -hmm. I've been mums and they're like, they're only finding like ounces at a time. Mm -hmm. They're not finding, ma they're not finding like massive mm -hmm. big chunks of it. They're literally just metal detecting and scraping a hole and, oh yeah, there's like little bit, little fragments of dust, you know, but a few kilograms for the season is worth thousands. Tens of thousands. Mm -hmm. It's nuts. Mm -hmm. So it's only us putting the, the value on it. And what if the sergeant, oh, you know what? Copper's all right, isn't it? Let's make that the most valuable thing. Yeah, but there's more copper than gold. Yeah. Unless you control the market like diamonds. So apparently there's fuck ton of diamonds. They're not rare at all. They're quite common. 
Well, it's only crushed carbon. Yeah. You can make diamonds in a lab nowadays. And apparently they just, because there's this one company, the De Beers company, that owns the market, they restrict the flow of it to jack up the price. Unless you've got blood diamonds. It's a complete scam, apparently, diamonds are. Is it? Mm-hmm. Look into it. I'm not sure about that gold thing. I've yeah. seen some Indians with more gold than the <laughs> <laughs> What's it called? Sure, it was, yeah, Olympic size swimming ball. It's not just when they get a gold ring, though. It's not 100% gold. It's like 18 or 21 karat mm. gold. Right. And there's so bits of other stuff in there, too, to sort of stretch it out. And, well, you can't be pure gold because it would just, you'd be able to bend it and it's malleable gold. It's malleable. soft. Mm. So you know when they used to always bite on someone to see if it was gold yeah. in the movies or whatever, and when they do it, it's like solid, and they're like, yeah, it must be gold. It's wrong. Yeah. You bite into it, if it's solid, it's not pure gold. Yeah, fool's gold. Yeah. It has to be malleable, you have to be able to bite into it and leave teeth marks, and that's pure gold. Well, well, I know that now. Mm. Well, maybe they were biting to see if it made teeth marks. Yeah, but in the movies, they always do it do like... Do it to... Oh, yeah, yeah. And they're like, yeah, because they haven't bit into it, it must be pure gold, but actually they're <laughs> holding up something that... It's not pure gold. Damn you, movies! <laughs> Damn you! That's so where I learn all my stuff from! Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man, the amount of gold I've thrown away! Oh, this shit is crap! Teeth marks in it! <laughs> <laughs> I had that seam in my car that I sold it all to that bloke for a low price! Uh, <laughs> oh man! 25 quid and a copy of Razzle. <laughs> that was a lie. That was it! Have a curly whirly. <laughs> okay, uh, let's go to the next one then. Moulin Rouge, never seen it, don't watch musicals. No, never seen it. Only never seen, seen one it. musical. <laughs> and that was uh, that was third part of the movie. Mm. The only musical I've ever seen. I've seen a few, but I'm forced to watch them, but I haven't liked them. We can understand why God wouldn't want an unpredictable Australian to make a film about his son getting beaten up for 12 hours, but we're not entirely sure what he's going against the popular musical Moulin Rouge which might not have suffered lightning strikes, but did feature a litany of unlucky events, including broken bones, serious falls, and Courtney Love. No. Yeah, so it's a, it's a dance movie, and people are going to spray and stuff. Yeah. Isn't it about burlesque dancing? Mm. All I know is it's got Nicole Kidman and Ewan McGregor in it. Mm. That's, that's all I know. Somebody called Lady Marmalade? Is <laughs> 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 that the right one? I oh, think I so. That. Maybe. And Nicole Kidman broke a rib twice. That's fair enough. Well, you're dancing, aren't you? So yeah. It's possible. Then she fell down the stairs. Drunk. And uh, <laughs> uh, she was in a wheelchair for some of the scenes. Uh. Film's delays led to a face-off with Star Wars Episode Two, which probably didn't do them much favours, but let's face it, Attack of the Clones wasn't the best one. No. It left John Leguizamo needing physical therapy. Yeah, basically because he was wearing... Uh, he was. He's, in playing the role of diminutive artist Henri de Toulouse-Lautrec, who suffered con from congenital diseases thanks to a history of aristocratic inbreeding and only grew to four foot eight. <laughs> um, the actor wore heavy amputee prosthesis to, to achieve the effect and he complained they were so painful that made his legs go numb. Um, his knees were covered but he suffered ongoing back problems. Uh, he's actually compressed his spine. If that is that a curse, that's just being stupid. Mm. Uh, and not thinking about what you're doing. I don't make the rules. It's a curse. It's <laughs> not a curse. It's, it's lower back could compress anyway, couldn't it? You know, yeah. in time. Do it on. Uh, and Courtney Love, she wanted to be one in the film and oh. didn't. Didn't get it. Um, but she um, got 125 grand for Smells Like Teen Spirit to be used in the movie. <sighs> Bitch. 
Yeah, I, I don't like Corny Love. No. She killed Kurt. Allegedly. She's got lawyers. <laughs> that donkey dick guy said. That's true. Know. El Chapo, El Duce. El Duce. El Duce. Yeah. yeah, El Duce, wow. Yeah, said to a journalist, yeah, Courtney Love paid me to kill Kurt Cobain. No oh, way. Wow. And a few days later, he fell under a train, didn't he? He did. <laughs> just walking along the train yeah, tracks, yeah. just yeah. fell under a train. Yeah, there's a confession on videotape, isn't there? Yeah. saying, yeah, Courtney Love paid me to kill Kurt Cobain. Never. And a few days later, he falls under a train. <laughs> but his band wrote an amazing song called Donkey Dick. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bitch. Allegedly. Be an episode one day. Oh, yeah. The Wizard of Oz. This had a lot of controversy yeah. about it. We've all seen this one, surely. No. You've never Not seen really. Wizard of Oz? Nope. I, I, well, I know enough about it because of various pop culture. It's obviously called on a lot, isn't it, in various things. The flying monkeys and all that. And the guy behind the screen. It's actually about economics. God, you're not going to go around to get Camden's <laughs> yeah. for the night. It's about going How to the gold. How do you get that? About going to the gold standard. Is it really? Yeah. It's a hidden Illuminati message in The Wizard of Oz. Yeah. Telling people to go on the gold standard while some bloke behind the scenes pulls all the levers. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. okay. I just see it as a fantasy magic. <laughs> <Yeah. thing. laughs> Lunch pails and If you stay on the, the gold standard, you're going to get to Wizard of Oz, which is, I assume, an, all an illusion, isn't it? So it's saying come off the gold standard, I guess. Wait, so wealth is an illusion? Uh, I don't know exactly. I did read an article a few years ago linking it to that. Well, in the end, it's power is illusion, the illusion, mm. isn't it, really? Because, he, he, you know, he's just somebody behind yeah. a yeah. screen. It wasn't really... He was nothing special. No, he wasn't a wizard at all. He was just a, a con man, wasn't he? Yeah. I always assumed it was to do with religion. Go <laughs> on, explain. Well, I always assumed that, you know, that this magical wizard is omnipotent. He's going to, you know, he can send you home. He can do anything. Go and see the wizard. He'll send you home. He can, he can do anything. He runs the place. But it's not real, is it? It's just it's like they're dedicating their lives to go and see him. But it's just all bollocks. It's all smoke and mirrors. I assumed it was a bit of religion. It might do. It might have many, <laughs> might have many um, themes in it. But apparently, it's based on economics and the gold standard. In 1939? Well, that was the film. I think the book was written before that. Oh, uh, yeah, I guess so. All right, then. So the original Tim Mann, which is a guy called Buddy Ebsen, had to hang up his metal outfit and quit after getting a lung infection from the makeup. Oh. No. Health and safety in them days. <laughs> no. Well, Dorothy... I'll just asbestos makeup on you, right? <laughs> Queen Elizabeth I used to wear lead-based makeup that yeah. ate into her face. You know? Which was a style at the time. Pain is beauty. Yeah. <laughs> no, put yeah. some more lead on me. <laughs> she'll put some radium in that toothpaste as well, Ralph. Yeah. Give you a glowing smile. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever seen the pictures of the radium girls? Oh yeah, it's horrific, isn't it? Because well, they used to use it on clocks. Yeah. All right. So you know the, the girls would be like painting the radium onto the clock, so you could see it in the dark because it glows. Yeah. Because they would lick the brush. Yeah. They'd get find to a, a point. point. Yeah. Get it to a fine point. They'd be ingesting the radium. They would end up with like massive jaw tumors and stuff. Yeah. It's mm. horrific. Yeah. It's not pretty, but you know. 
take a look at the pictures if you want. Well, hey, we've got glowing clocks. Hey! <laughs> wing monkey extras fell from their wires. Fly, my pretties. Poor wing monkeys. Where were the fucking welfare for the wing monkeys? Is <laughs> the wicked witch caught fire. <laughs> Even Toto broke a paw. Oh. Oh, man, the myth that a munchkin hang themselves on set and can be seen in the camera's total nonsense. <laughs> I, I thought that was that. true. I thought no. that was genuinely true. You thought that was true? Yeah. You've never seen it, have you? No. But I can't I imagine that they're going to leave a munchkin hanging no, on himself. He was not behind a screen in the background and you, you see the silhouette. <laughs> <laughs> hanging munchkin. It's like, yeah, they're watching the reels. Go, it's like that munchkin no. hanging on himself that we can see so clearly. <laughs> yeah, be fun. <laughs> no one will notice. Yeah. There's loads of stuff that goes on in the background of movies that no one notices. Yeah, those people hanging themselves. <laughs> Right, we watched Gladiator the other night. Yeah. Right, in that movie, in the first ba- first battle, some bloke runs across the screen in jeans. Yeah, but he's hanging himself. Don't <laughs> <laughs> leave that shit in. Tell you a munchkin, Mike. Everybody on child rates back in 1939. Yeah, probably. <laughs> you know, you think all that Oompa fucking... I had a thought about Oompa Loompas and, and Willy Wonka the other yeah. day, actually. And I was like, so the end of the... He's pedo, isn't he? <laughs> it's slavery, isn't it? Well, yeah. I mean, so it's like, he gives the factory to Charlie, and then he's like, oh, by the way, Charlie, a couple of kids have died in here today on this tour. And <laughs> um, you sign that contract, I mean, yeah, great. And also, there's a, a slavery case going against you because the Umpa Lumpers work for free yeah. or work for chocolate beans. <laughs> They're not paid. They're pretty much slaves. Yeah. So that's your problem now. I'm out with you. There's got to be a capitalist allegory in that film, I think. <laughs> and is it, who played Dorothy in that movie? Julie Andrews. Julie Andrews. She got hooked on amphetamines mm-hmm. during this movie. Judy Garland. Judy Garland. And gave her massive drug problems in later life because they wanted her to stay thin so they were giving her speed. Mm. She got hooked on it. I can believe that. Why has someone ever done that for me? Why aren't you giving me speed to keep me thin? It's <laughs> option to <it's> healthy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, I'm, I'm still gutted about the munchkin <laughs> being true. I genuinely thought that was real. So it's not really cursed, is it? Oh, there's a lot of bad luck going on, on there, but you can probably put it down to really bad health and safety yeah. in 1939. I would do, yeah. All right, then, not so much a cursed film, but certainly a cursed role. Superman. Mm. Not many people make Superman good, do they? I don't like the Superman movies. I don't really like Superman full stop, to be I honest. I used to love... The original when I was a kid. Um, a couple of the sequels weren't too bad. Some of them. Watching it now, it's crazy. Yeah, it is. When I was a kid, I used to like it because that was all there was until we had Batman in '89. Yeah. Wait till they get a load and of Jurassic me. Park and all that. Mm. That you know. Like re- well, I know you go down superheroes, but I'm talking about classic films. Mm. Until there was like really good films, there wasn't anything good, was there? Oh, it was good '80s movies. Yeah. Maybe not child movies. I mean, Predator's good. Yeah, it's good. You know, Aliens. Alien was 79, wasn't it? The Goonies, Back to the Future. Oh, fuck the Goonies yeah. and Back to the Future. Goonies is classic. I hate the Goonies. I can hate the Goonies. My kids love the Goonies. Yeah, but I don't like it. It's crap. So I can't get into Stranger Things. They're like, he's telling me to watch it and I love it. But it's like, no, this is just like an extended Goonies. Mm. My son's just got into that. I love it. You love it? Mm-hmm. 
He's buzzing off him. I got halfway through season two and just got bored. Uh, really? Anyway, uh, back to cringy Superman. Superman! <laughs> the Superman curse covered TV and movies, and it's probably a bit too serious a joke about, but the cur each cursed film suffered really serious tragedy. George Reeves committed suicide in 1959 after playing the iconic character on the hugely popular TV series, oh. The Adventures of Superman. Conspiracy theorists note that his fingerprints weren't found on the gun, and it suggests that the actor was murdered. Then they got Christopher Reeve, mm. obviously probably the best known Superman. Obviously he got thrown from a horse and paralysed the net down and he died at 52. Mm. It's a shame because they thought he was actually getting better. They were giving him stem cell injections oh. and he, he got some movement back and oh, then he just died. Oh, Mean-spirited theorists also point to the careers of Dean Cain, Brandon Roth and Tom Welling as further evidence of a curse. And Henry Cavill, you could argue, is not a very successful actor. Yeah. And, well, he is a successful actor, but you'd argue, you claim he got really good roles, and Man of Steel was pretty much panned when that came out. Yeah, it was terrible, wasn't it? The DC Universe hasn't done well, as compared to Marvel, so... Superman's actually better in the animated movies. He's less of a dick. Yeah. That's when I first saw Superman, was all the old 40s cartoons. I had a VHS tape of them all. Oh. Yeah, so I got into Superman when I was younger. So I always think Superman's a dick. Mm. I think it's like, he's just too much of. Oh, Batman can take him down, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, now I'm not really bothered, but, you know, when I was a child it was great. This man had all these powers and helped people. Yeah, I mean, he does help people. There's always a danger with Superman. It's like, what if he does go evil? And he does at some point in the comics. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's like, well. Who's going to stop him? Well, that was the answer. That's Batman, obviously, but... I love that bit in the film, Batman vs Superman. Yeah. Isn't it the alternate reality? You maybe watch it. Yes, Superman yeah, yeah. has sort of, like, gone rogue, hasn't he? And he's... Yeah. He's conquered the world, yeah. hasn't he? And just Batman cool. in the... Uh, it's called the Nightmare Scene. Mm, Night of the K. Uh, yeah. Batman's like some weird apocalypse desert warrior, yeah. but still wearing the Batman cowl, which you think, well, give it up, man. They should have made the whole film like that. That was the best bit of the film, in my opinion. I enjoy the end fight. Yeah. I enjoy watching Batman well, turn up. an end fight in that world, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Batman wins. In Batman Superman, Batman technically wins, yeah. Mm. See, Batman, I've gone into a bit of advanced Batman theory, this is what I got my degree in. <laughs> has contingency plans to take down every single member of the Justice League should he need to. Right. Because he considers anyone to be corruptible apart from him. <laughs> so he's got kryptonite. All he has to do is just share his money out of it. Shut up, Mike. So <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Mike. You know what I mean? The Justice League is a space station. Yeah. Well, so it comes back to economics. I'm sorry, but the Justice League needs that space station to hang out in. God almighty, just make the world less e less unequal and it will be a better place. Yeah, but the supervillains... Yeah, but they wouldn't they wouldn't need to be a, a rise, would they? The supervillains probably come from poverty and shit, I don't know. <laughs> no, Captain Boomerang was a bank robber. <laughs> Mr Freeze was trying to secure his dying, well, nearly dead mm. wife. Joker was just crazy. Alright, yeah, um, I don't think there was a curse. Possibly. I, I, the Superman role is, is notorious for being cursed because every actor who's played them, their career has kind of sunk or bad things have happened to them. 
It's just that fate has a tragic sense of irony. If you go around calling yourself Superman for a series of films, it's probably going to make you be a bit of a... It's probably going to just... You know what fate's like a bit. It's got a sense of irony. <laughs> oh, Christopher Reeves, you're Superman, are you? Think you're Superman? Not anymore, pal. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and the guy, the new Adventure of Superman, do you remember that was on channel, the TV? Yes, I do. Yeah. Dean Kane. Yeah, where's he now? I love that. Yeah. Three sucking, mm. sucking cock for crack somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I know. Got that bad. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Where is he? I can see him being a friendly postman. <laughs> <laughs> I was Superman once. Shut up, Dean. <laughs> I just want my letters. No one wants to hear your Superman stories. <laughs> You're on wires, you can't really fly. <laughs> Alright then, Rebel Without Cause. I've never seen it. I'd like to. I keep meaning to, but I've never seen it. I think I have, maybe when I was drunk, getting in late one night and. Mm. Obviously a legendary film that we remembered forever. Sadly, three of its lead... Obviously not by me, because I'm pissed. <laughs> It'll be remembered forever. Sadly, three of its leads weren't able to see its reputation grow as they were all taken before their time. James Dean died in a car accident shortly after completing filming, age just 24. Sal Mineno was killed by a mugger outside his house in 1976, age 37, and Natalie Wood drowned in 1981, age 43. Oh, fuck me, there's like 20-30 years between all these. In an event that was initially deemed an accident, but has subsequently been recategorised by police as potentially serious. Unfortunately, people die in car accidents, people get mugged and people drown. It's what happens. Isn't it? The normal deaths. Surely no. Hollywood actors get mugged outside their house. <sighs> actors got a lot of money. I don't know. Mugger may have targeted him. Well, maybe he just didn't like the film. Maybe. I'm gonna give that sale. But it's not like they all died like within weeks of the finishing. It's like yeah. James Dean did. He died shortly yeah, one after. Did, but the other two. It's 1976, 1981. It's nearly 30, 40 years later. <laughs> Film was in 55, I'm having that. Yeah, yeah. Well, throwing it out there, James Dean. No. Atuk. Now, this film was never made. It's never been made. And it's a comedy about an Eskimo emigrating to New York. Oh, why have they never made that? Come on! A comedy about an Eskimo in New York, out of his depth, building an igloo in Times Square. I'd love to see that. Ice fishing. Yeah. Ice fishing in the river, yeah. yeah. Um, Sounds like Crocodile Dundee. <laughs> yeah. The Eskimo version of Crocodile Dundee, how awesome would that be? You see him stop a mugging with some weird Eskimo martial art. <laughs> at least would that be? John Belushi was supposed to play it originally. He died of a drug overdose shortly after reading the script. <laughs> <laughs> what? There's nothing funny about the death of John Belushi. I reckon, no, I reckon he died from laughing too much. Well, it is fucking hilarious, Eskimo in New York. <laughs> well, he, he died before Ghostbusters too. He was going to be Venkman yeah. in Ghostbusters. Then they gave it to Bill Murray, obviously after John Belushi's death, which is why Slimer apparently looks a bit like John Belushi. Yeah. <laughs> it's their tribute to him. Because Dan Aykroyd has literally just finished writing Ghostbusters, written it all for John Belushi, all of Venkman's roles. Gets a phone call, says he's passed away. The fuck? Didn't he come to him in a vision? Coke filled. I've no idea, possibly. <laughs> talked about that, yeah. Comedian Sam Kinston was cast next. He died in a car crash before filming could begin. 
Then John Candy took the role and died of a heart attack. Chris Farley opened talks to play the lead and died from a drug overdose in sadly similar circumstances to his hero Belushi. Production was halting the film will never likely be made or completed. Hmm. How tragic. Yeah, John Candy as well. John Candy was fucking awesome. One of my favourite actors, John Candy. I loved him. He was great. I always used to get confused with him and John Goodman for a long time. I like John Goodman as well. Yeah, it's just two big fat guys. <laughs> There's two fat guys in Hollywood. They go called John. <laughs> okay, well, yeah, that's tragic. A couple of really, you know, some funny guys there trying to just get a comedy about an Eskimo in New York made. Uh, let's try and do it. <laughs> I'm not taking that on. I'll play the Eskimo. <laughs> All right, you'll play the Eskimo. Fair enough. <laughs> I'll test the theory. <laughs> do you no longer care about living or dying? <laughs> if you do, just realise. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> right, we'll move on for your insipid depression. Well, if Shady Nasty get back to us, you know, we can mm. be in New York. Yeah. Mm. I can hang myself there. So. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're taking drug overdose. Yeah. <laughs> At least. Uh, Jesus. Oh, we're joking, I'm fine. Carry on. <laughs> Rosemary's Baby. 1968. Yeah, a creepy ass film. The plot of Rosie Baby, and spoiler alert, sees an actor selling his soul to the devil in exchange for fame and fortune, sacrificing his beautiful wife as part of the bargain. It was director Roman Polanski's breakthrough film, bringing in major success and widespread acclaim. The film was released in 1968, and in the same year, Polanski married model-turned-actress Sharon Tate. Just a year later, Tate died at the hands of the Matt Charles Manson's family, who broke into their home saying, I'm the devil and I'm here to do the devil's business. <laughs> I'd say, well, don't be on the lawn. Back <laughs> it when you're finished. There's a sign. <laughs> yeah, let me stab her 27 times. <laughs> and she was heavily pregnant. Oh. Yeah, that's not so funny. And then they wrote Hell to Skelter on the wall in blood. Mm. You know. <laughs> um, the horrific event alongside the early death of Rose's baby composer Christoph Comida Months after the film was released, Comedia was just 38, and the satanic connection obviously have led many conspiracy theorists to label Rose's Baby a cursed film. Mm. Isn't Polanski a paedophile now as oh, well? Yeah. It's probably a good job that they didn't have that kid. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's no, Sharon Tate. It's tragic, you mean? Yeah. It was it, that murder shocked America. So I, that's why, even now, later on, I mean, Charles Manson, who technically never had, well, the rest of the family who killed her say that it was all them, they still haven't let Manson out. He hasn't murdered anybody. Mm. You know? Oh, that we know of. Well, I know off the top of my head. And they still won't let those girls out. Now, the one is like, one, I'm sure her name is like Van Hooten because I always think of the Simpsons and Mellows. <laughs> she's like got two doctorates. She's like really become the mo she's a model prisoner. She's like in her sixties now, and she's trained to be a lawyer as well. I think she's been defending, trying to get herself parole. Mm. And they just like no. Nah. All right. No. Simple as you're in there. That's it. You know, she's literally performed her life inside a prison, mm. but which is what's supposed to happen, isn't it? That's the whole point, you're supposed yeah. to be reformed. If, if it's not working, what, you know, it's, it's not working, is it? That's it, but 
you know, it's obviously has worked for, for yeah, her yeah, and a couple same. of others. And but they will not release him, and that's the same reason Manson is still in the hospital. On it, still in the prison. No, he he never killed anybody. He just told them to do it. Mm. I mean, okay, drawing a swastika on you, inking a swastika onto your forehead does not tend to go down well at parole meetings. No, but being crazy as a fucking box of frogs doesn't tend to go over well <laughs> either. To be honest, and he is mad. We're gonna have to do Charles Manson at some point. Even the satanic symbol, the Nazi symbol, isn't a crime, is it? In, Amer in America, I think uh, it would be in Germany. It is in Germany and Israel, obviously. Yeah. Um, somewhere else is just. Oh, Facebook's just taken it. Oh, is it? I think Facebook might take it off recently. No swastikas. That's something added to the. Oh, no, that's Holocaust denial. They've added that to the album. Political correct. It's gone mad. <laughs> <laughs> Why can't you just get a swastika tattooed on your face anymore? <laughs> There's actually this really hot alt-right bird. She's been a bit of an activist, and she's got this massive swastika tattooed on her chest here, like on, above her tip. Like American History X. Style. A little bit. She's the rest of her ink is fantastic. She's pretty inked. We like. How would you say that to a tattoo? It's like, yeah, just do me a swastika on my chest, please. Who's <laughs> <laughs> doing that? <laughs> are there many white supremacist tattoo artists? Are they, on, are, they, are they a small clique? I mean, I don't know how it's going to work. <laughs> it's got to be. It's got to be a small clique. <laughs> uh, Alright then, the next up is The Exorcist. Obviously, the daddy of horror, I guess. I've never seen it. You've never seen it? I have. You can. I've seen it yet. Yeah. See, I own it and I've never watched it. Because I've watched it once and that's kind of enough. I don't think I need to watch it again. Yeah, it's a bit. Why did you buy it? Yeah, I just felt like I had a collection. <laughs> you know, it was £2.50. Yeah. £2.50. Never going to watch it. Well, hey, it's going in my collection. Well, I just think it's one of them films you should have and one day I might need to show it to somebody. Yeah, like me, because I've never seen it. Hmm. Keep meaning to it. It's one of them films. Mean to watch, but never got round to. Like Citizen Kane, <laughs> keep me to watch that film. Oh, That's been one of the best films ever made, isn't it? I could think of better things to do. I could just watch Transformers. <laughs> do you think we uh, avoid films sometimes because they're not? Because you've seen all the memes and you've seen yeah. everything about it. It's not going to live up to the reality that's in your head. I've seen clips from it. I've seen piss takes of it. Yeah. So I've seen the bit where she's in the bed and shit and puking. And I guess that's like the best bit of the film, so... It's the sort of climax mm. of the film, or, well... No, she vomits, she does the vomiting yeah. thing before, but she vomits even more when she's being exorcised. She contacts uh, something through a Ouija board, it's called Mr. Howdy, or she refers to it as Mr. Howdy, mm -hmm. and uh, it possesses her, it's the devil. So not only was shooting delayed by a set fire, which left Reagan, who was the girl who was possessed, her bedroom was completely unharmed, Ellen Burstein and Linda Blair seriously had their backs during filming, and there are multiple deaths associated with the Exorcist curse. Actors Jack McGrowan and Vasiliki Mariaros died while the film was in post-production. Both played characters who died in the movie. In 1987, actress Mercedes McCambridge, who was the voice of the demon Pazuzu, suffered bleak tragedy when her son murdered his wife and children before taking his own life. Also, there's a famous set of stairs in The Exorcist. It's a long flight of stairs. It's an iconic thing in the film because it's at the side of their house. There's a two priests doing The Exorcism. You've seen it, Claire. I was yeah. just explained to Mike. The old one dies of a heart attack there and then after it 
and you, the way they get it out of the little girl is he says, come on then, come into my body, and it does, and then he throws himself out the window and down these stairs. Yeah. Well, lots of people have fallen down them stairs as well and died, broke their necks and stuff. Very steep stairs then. They are. I suppose nowadays it's probably a bit laughable, The Exorcist, the, the effects and the way it's presented. You know, the, the green, the pea soups vomiting. But there are some genuinely creepy bits in it. I mean, I don't think I've seen the extended cut and she does this backwards fucking crab walk mm. down the stairs and you're like, oh, that's fucking weird. And, you know, it is kind of freaky. Mm. For its day, it is, isn't it? For its mm. day, it was horrifying. I mean, people ran from the cinema. Apparently, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's, um, one of them, I'm, I'm going to have to come back and watch it again, I think. Might be a pick one day. Mm. Movie pick one day, who knows. Uh, number two, Poltergeist. I've seen this. I used to love this as a child. Mm -hmm. uh, I think I've seen the first one. 82 this was made. Oh, God, you were, how old were you when you were watching this? Well, it wasn't one, but obviously <laughs> watched it repeat, didn't I? Not when it well, I'm not saying out. you watched it when it first came out. Well, it was obviously it came on telly in yeah. 1987, probably, so... Well, I had a TV in my bedroom at seven. So from then on, I pretty much watched... Well, I used to step late at night and watch... TV, so Nothing's changed. No. <laughs> yeah. So, anywhere from seven onwards, really. Ten onwards, yeah. And to be yeah. fair, me, me dad used to, we used to have the video show, and pick what you want, we used to pick like Nightmare on Elm Street and shit, me and my little sister. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> me dad just wasn't really into it, he didn't really know what, you know. My dad let us pick Terminator. <laughs> yeah. I remember an art teacher in, um, when I was in year, oh god, I've been year seven. So how old would you have been now? About 11? 11, 12, yeah, he put Terminator 2 on. <laughs> it's like the last lesson before Christmas, so what film? Terminator 2 and a pick of something else. And we chose Terminator 2 and he put that on. 15, <laughs> innit? Oh, it was, um, oh yeah, um, it was Terminator that was 18. Yeah, right? the Terminator was 18. Well, you're lucky, I used to, in primary school, all we ever had was the fucking land before time. We'd all be crammed in the assembly or wheeled in on this fucking 21-inch TV, the only telly in the fucking school. I used to love that film, though. It was tragic. I know, It yeah. scarred me for life. It, it? No fucking watership down, man. Jesus. Oh, no. <laughs> I think it's not snuts, you had a telly in your room at seven, right? I had one probably at the same age. Our parents never bothered. There wasn't anything to watch that was necessarily bad for us at that point, was there? Well, it was, there was all... after nine o'clock watershed, wasn't there? Oh, yeah, maybe. But even I was watching fucking Poltergeist in <laughs> fucking seven. So... Even films were sort of censored to a point. I mean, the somewhere Aliens was, and make the TV yeah. dubbed edition was like no one says fuck. Yeah, mm. they get swearing, they but the rest of the films were intact. Poltergeist. So over a six-year period following the creation of the Poltergeist franchise, three crew members died in tragic circumstances. In 1982, actress Dominique Dunn, who she played the Freeling's oldest daughter, Dana, was strangled by her ex-boyfriend. She was just 22. Will Sampson, who played Medicine Man Taylor, died in 87 from complications following surgery. And one year later, Heather O'Rourke, who played young Carol Ann, the main character of all three installments, suffered carjack arrest and died at the age of 12. Coincidences? Maybe. Apparently, she haunted the set of another movie, the Annabelle movie, as well, because they apparently they filmed that movie on the same set as Poltergeist, on the same stage as Poltergeist in the studio, and they would hear like children, a child running around and laughing and giggling. There was no one there. 
So it had to be the poltergeist. Yep, ghost. had to be her. Girl. Of course it was her. Yeah, yeah. There's five years in between the first death and the second death. So it's not like, you know, like I said, with the mm. last film, you know, them all dying within a week of it yeah. coming out or it being filmed and it, you know. Well, I'm just going with the curse, man. It's all a curse. We'll, we'll go for the last one and then we'll, we'll give our verdicts. Right, the Omen, 1976, the original. Love this. I actually like all three Omen films. Nah. Yeah, I like all three. I like it. I like the third one when he's Damien Thorne of Thorne Enterprises. Oh God. He's banging that chick doggy style because he's a jackal. <laughs> so what I like to do when there's a thunderstorm is banging chick doggy style so I can pretend I'm conceiving the Antichrist. Uh. <laughs> Just you know, why not? I've seen him, but I didn't think much of him. First one's great, especially when the nurse, his nanny kills herself, she's stuck his birthday party and he's, he's the American ambassador's son, so they're wealthy, they've got this country house and, and she's like, this is all for you, Damien, it's all for you, and then jumps out the window and breaks her neck and hangs herself, yeah. <laughs> like, whoa, and Rotties, a lot of Rotties in this movie, love me a Rotty, mm -hmm. own several, not because I'm the Antichrist, I <laughs> Maybe I am, who knows? I'm in politics now. established Trump as the Antichrist. Oh, yeah, but maybe, um, maybe Nostradamus is wrong. <laughs> anyway, um, The Omen. Topping the list of cursed movies is The Omen, because even if stories surrounding this film are just coincidences, they're still a bit disturbing. Not one, but three planes carrying cast or crew suffered extreme weather. Gregory Peck and screenwriter David Seltzer took two separate planes to the UK and both were struck by lightning. Executive producer Mace Neufield's plane from Rome was also fly, forced to fly through a lightning storm. Later, Peck's plane to Israel crashed, killing everyone on board, and he'd only cancelled his ticket moments before. Director Richard Donner's hotel was bombed by the IRA. Mm. Special effects artist John Richardson was involved in a car crash that killed his girlfriend. All tra hugely tragic events, which when tied to the movie's plot about the Antichrist killing off his enemies, have an added air of creepiness. Mm. So, The Omen, planes getting struck, creepy film, genuinely creepy film, satanic. Is it wise to play around with this stuff? Well, I don't know, it depends if you believe in it or not. Mm. I don't believe in it. I don't believe in it. So, I mean, what about if, for me, <coughs> I, I just don't believe these curses. I think it's just sad, unfortunate coincidences. Wrong place at the wrong time. So, I mean, well, that's it. I mean, it's, it's worth pointing out that mo the majority of these movies that are considered cursed are about either about supernatural events, so it would just lend itself to that. I'm sure there's been deaths in other films. Well, The Crow we can add into the list as well, because, mm -hmm. you know, the Bruce the, the Lee family curse. Bruce Lee died in mysterious circumstances, mm -hmm. uh, and his son was obviously killed by accident. Yeah. I love that movie, too. It's Well, I haven't seen it for a long ass time. I was at the ending let that film down. But it was great until the, the ending I was it a, a bit... few weeks ago, actually. Did you? Yeah. What did you think of the ending? I think it's a bit weak. Mm, it's an okay film, isn't it? It isn't brilliant. I, I like, I like the look of it. It's dark and brooding. And, uh, it looks good, but... Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. It's decent. 7 out of 10 film, but nothing amazing, I think. Yeah, I mean... So, tends to be these movies that are dark or featuring the supernatural that tend to have these things linked to them, but... I'm trying to think of a really happy movie that's got actors in it. Um, I don't know. It's a Wonderful Life. Mm. Well, that's a happy movie, isn't it? It's a Christmas movie. Mm -hmm. What if that was dogged by bad luck and plagues and 
people dying, I mean, would we hear so much about that? Well, there we go, maybe not. Well, they're not going to be grouped together, are they? Well, that's a wonderful life. It's pretty horrifying to me. I hate Christmas movies. <laughs> <laughs> Never watched one. It's a good film, Wonderful Life. Yeah, yeah. Great. You know what we're doing for Christmas this year, though, don't you? Wonderful Life? No. It's my pick. What do you fucking zoo lives on Christmas film? It's a Christmas film. It's not a Christmas. There's people in red and white. What else do you want? They're gunning down native black people. Don't want to see that. It's a Christmas movie. It's a Christmas. Christmas movie. Die Hard's a Christmas movie. Die Hard is a Christmas movie. They're in red and white. It's a on at Christmas. What else do you want? Gremlins is a Christmas movie. Mm. I haven't seen that in years. You ever heard of tulpas? No. Nope. A tulpa is something that when a collective unconscious, a collective consciousness of people are really involved with something, that sometimes psychically stuff can manifest. Or can it? Apparently. <laughs> men in black are supposed to be tulpas. Right. They're supposed to be manifestations of this fear enough people believe in. Brings it through for another dimension of some sort. Of course. Right? I think it's a similar thing. <laughs> I think they're talk it's a Tulpa thing. I think, yeah. yeah, the exorcists were all really engaged in this devil thing. And I think that, yeah, that somehow brought on some bad juju. What about the Global Consciousness Project? Do you remember that? Yeah. Maybe it's something to do with that. Yeah. People's collective sort of, they think, oh, we're, we're making a film about the supernatural. Therefore, as soon as something bad happens, everyone's like, oh, fuck, it must be the film, must be cursed. And that sort of brings about the reality of it. And if you notice with a lot of these, right, one usually dies fairly soon after the movie. Like James Dean, mm -hmm. remember that? The rest might happen later. 30 years later. 30 years <laughs> later. But fate has a tragic sense of irony. Who knows? It's maybe it's not, because then the word of the curse has spread. So maybe that just lends the tulpa, the, 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 the wills the tulpa into existence. Maybe. Or maybe it's a little bit more bollocks. I think, it, I think it's the sort of the, the media and pushing, you know, the popularity mm. and the, the spookiness of... And they're just sad coincidences. Yeah. yeah. And that's probably the most realistic answer. Nah. <laughs> Psychic manifestations <laughs> of people's fears and worries. That's what it is. Maybe. That's what I'm going with. We've all got that untapped ability, we're all, you know, the global conscious project, if enough people mm. focus on something, it can change the outcome of a coin flip. Well, yeah, that's quantum physics. So, By observing it, quantum we... physics-wise, <laughs> that could be real. Could be. We could create our own reality. Like that woman, shagging the ghosts. <laughs> yeah. She willed it into existence. She willed it into existence. Existent, yeah. By appearing on TV shows like that, it only actually builds the power of whatever she thinks she's... Involved with? Yeah. Mm. Maybe. Interesting theory. Mm. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna get into it, I'm gonna try and visualize, I'm gonna try and will something really good into existence. <laughs> Dunno what though, I'll figure it out. Alright, should we do some weird news? Yeah. Let's get the boys' views on this week's weird news. then let's end the show on some weird news oh dear a hacked chastity belt a chastity belt controlled by an app is vulnerable to hackers <laughs> the British cybersecurity company's pen test partner says 
The 145-pound sex toy called Cellmate is made in by the Chinese company Kui and works via a Bluetooth connection to a phone. Hackers can lock the device over the penis, leaving users in need of an angle grinder or bolt cutter to free themselves. <laughs> oh, fuck. That's mad, isn't it? Oh, so... Basically, people who are going in for the whole chastity slave thing, locking themselves up, obviously they're... Whoever's controlling the, the cage has got an app on their phone, and if you're unlucky, someone can hack it and yeah. keep your dick locked in there forever. <laughs> Fuck. Sounds like that episode of The Big Bang, isn't it, where he's got the robot hand? I've never seen it. No. I don't watch it, no. He has to turn it on and off again, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Thing is, if you want to wear a chastity belt, why don't you just have a fucking key? You know, why are you going to do it digitally? Just, just wear a key. Yeah. Just have a keys. It's keys. They're quite good because I mean you might lose them, but you tend to find them again after. <laughs> they usually have a spare. Why isn't there at least a fucking key socket on this thing as well? An override, yeah. Mm. You know the manual override. You have to put one in now. At least they? you can just ring up your dominatrix and say, hey, you "Couldn't pop around the key, could you?" <laughs> <laughs> you know, be dick belts been hacked. <laughs> <laughs> My dick cage has been hacked and got the key. <laughs> Come on, it's a lot easier, it's not safer. <laughs> Use your brains, people. <laughs> don't, don't never put your dick in anything no. that you're not entirely sure you can get it out of again. Has it got a picture, it got a picture of it? No, unfortunately not. Oh. You can find a picture online, I'd imagine. Yeah. The male chastity belt, actually, the male chastity cage is literally just, it's like, um, basically stops you getting hard. So it's like sort of curved to the shape of your dick, so you can't straighten it. And you, you can't get hard while you're wearing this belt. Mm. Who's buying chastity belts anyway? Some people, it's a kink. Yeah, well. Do you kept horny? Have their sexual desires controlled by another person? Because <laughs> they're like, literally, I mean, like, if you wanted to have sex with your partner and then a belt, you've got the key, well, oh, maybe I don't want you tonight. And you just tease them, that way's another form of control. Maybe they're a bit rapey. <laughs> Maybe they're a bit rapey. Maybe they don't want their teenage daughter going out and getting pregnant, so they put them in a chastity belt, who knows? <laughs> yeah, that's medieval, but old school parenting, but so I can see a case for it. <laughs> so Karen at the office could be wearing a chastity belt, is that what you're saying? Yeah, they're made to be discreet nowadays as well, they can be worn under clothing. <laughs> Which one you plug in, Ben? <laughs> <laughs> Not the one that can be hacked. <laughs> no, I just know about these good old fashioned, <laughs> good old fashioned ones. <laughs> like Ben's got a master key. <laughs> <laughs> He's killed lots every chest. <laughs> it was forged in the fires <laughs> of Mount Doom. <laughs> it's the one key to open them all. <laughs> Lord, the rings would have been very different in that scenario. <laughs> <laughs> Four of the Five cock belts of man. Alright, <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. That's terrifying, so mm. what's the next one? Nokia wins NASA contract to put a 4G network on the moon. Wow. Great. Good. <laughs> Fantastic, I like it. NASA has awarded Nokia of America $14.1 million to deploy a cellular network on the moon. The grant is part of $370 million worth of contracts signed under NASA's tipping point selections, 
meant to advance research and development for space exploration. Mm. Just finished watching a show on Netflix called Away. It's about the first man mission to Mars. Yeah, I've seen, I've seen it advertised. I've not watched it any good. Uh, it's okay. It's I've all right. That as well. But it was quite interesting. Like at a certain point in their journey, they can still call home mm -hmm. on off a mobile phone, off a satellite phone. They can still like text and email. But as they go further and further, they have a day, a specific day, and it's like after this day, you it's going to take if you text. It's gonna take like a month to get here. Same as emails. So it's like this day is like your last phone call day, basically. Mm. And then until they come back into range, they've got very limited contact with them. Mm. So if you put a 4G network on the moon, yeah. gonna have a better, better signal range, aren't you? Yeah. Why are they not putting 5G up? Because it gives you COVID. <laughs> <laughs> no, no need for COVID in space. <laughs> Looks like it started interstellar war because you'd have aliens trotting past the moon, getting blasted by the 5G and getting COVID. Yeah. <laughs> they declare, oh, you killed our entire race, you bastards, and the Federation turn up <laughs> to avenge them. Oh, what a dark future that'd be. Uh -huh. The system could support lunar surface communications at greater distances, increase speeds and provide more reliability than current standards. Nokia's research arm Bell Labs provided more details in a Twitter thread. The network is built to be compact and efficient as well as specifically designed to withstand the extreme temperature, radiation and vacuum conditions of space. Well, that usually helps with stuff, we're going to send it into space. Yeah. You know, you just go, oh, we've got this uh, mobile phone tower we're going to stick up. Oh, yeah, yeah, just, just cover it in glue, cover it in foam, yeah. be fine. I thought Nokia had died on its arse a long time ago. No, they're still going. Mm. They're still going. And they tend to sort of different things of having phones nowadays, I think. Or they, I don't know, to be honest. They did go bust at one point, I'm mm. sure they did. Well, they're going to go bust soon, aren't they? Because they're building fucking 4G mass on the moon. Who's using that? <laughs> NASA? <laughs> yeah, but at the moment, there's no one there, is there? There might be a base in the future. I thought we were going back to the moon fairly soon. 2028, it says. Oh, I thought it was 2025. When are we going to Mars? Didn't Trumpy say we were going to Mars? I thought he did. Trumps is a lot of shit, doesn't he? Well, like, 2025, we're going to Mars. Oh, well. I don't know if that'll be NASA, will it? Wouldn't that be SpaceX and that? Private? I think NASA want to go. I think they do, but I think the private might get there first, won't it? We'll so see. That supervillain Elon Musk is mm -hmm. going to fucking get to the moon, build a moon base, and before you know it, we're all being held hostage to his fucking gigantic death ray. Uh, <laughs> great. Future's looking brighter. Mm -hmm. Isn't just. Alright then. Last one. Feel good story of the week. Well, I suppose it's a feel good story. It's a nice story. No one dies. Cat escorted off a train after being caught without a ticket. Oh, look how adorable he is. Oh, one poor Moggy has learnt the hard way that there's no such thing as a free ride. He's learnt the hard lesson of capitalism, hasn't he? Oh, <laughs> oh God! <laughs> Catalyst. Hey! Um, a free ride after being marched off a train. Oh, look, he's even got him by the arms. He's like... Doo, 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 doo. Wait, is that Chester? <laughs> Chester? <laughs> ah, it's a different colour. Ginger's good enough for me. <laughs> All these gingers are the same. <laughs> <laughs> the amusing scene was captured on Sunday, October the 11th, by a passenger travelling in the north. 
western Chinese region of Inner Mongolia. The cat, whose name is unknown... I could have picked a better name. <laughs> Little unknown. Could be seen walking from the carriage by a no-nonsense ticket inspector. <laughs> The sight of this little black horse tapping shamefully along the floor during its forced removal had ticketed cat and dog lovers alike, with many uh, sympathising with the naughty or skint feline. Ah. Ah. Still, good the cats stay on. Catless pigs. <laughs> it's in China, Mike! <laughs> Mongolia, actually. It's from China. How is it? Yeah. Where we was going? You might have been a sightseeing trip, you could have been going to the tomb of Genghis Khan or something, uh, or who knows, one of the emperors. Maybe. Maybe it's a man in a cat's body. Maybe he's just, uh, you know, mm. flying on the seat of his pants, yeah. going wherever, he's just, the wind takes He's him. a little sobo. I hope they took his bindle out with him. Yeah. Maybe he's going to <laughs> Bay String, that's terrible. What? <laughs> Beijing, oh. String Cat. Oh, fucking hell. That's a red card. Yeah. <laughs> I love how you managed to bring it. Pun. I love how you managed to bring it back to capitalism. <laughs> Is there something you had to say, Mike? Something upset you this week about uh, the system? I think I said all about that. <laughs> I should say. You know, when you end your Marxist uprising. <laughs> Hopefully soon, mate. <laughs> all right then, let's end the show. I've been Ben. Thanks for listening. Uh, don't drink the flavour aid and don't join a cult. I've been Mike, thanks for listening, peace out, may the force be with you. And I've been Claire, keep an open mind, but not so open, it dribbles out your ears. Good night. Oh, and follow us on Facebook. Do it. <laughs> what do you get to lose? <laughs> <laughs>